Hey, welcome to Creative Block. We're your host, Gene. And V, we interview people in creative industries about their life, work, and hobbies while we doodle jam. We asked people on Twitter if they had specific topics they want us to discuss, as well as some drawing prompts. And today with us, we have Rose Faduk. Hi. Hello. May may I speak now? (laughs) Yes, now you may speak. You are allowed. (laughs) Thank you. So kind. This is the Gene and V show, and we just have some people listen to us talk. That's what what it really is. Yeah. And then I'll, um, you know, I'll, I'll... uh, pick up some sandwiches for us. We later. have, yeah, we have like guest <laughs> listeners. Really, that's what it is. <laughs> I'm we just waiting get... for your coffee order, basically. Oh, it's a chai. It's a small chai latte. <laughs> All right, right away. Chop, sir. chop, 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 chop. <gasps> um, uh, Rose, welcome to the show. Yeah. Uh, thank you for having me. I'm I'm so excited to talk to you guys about um, you know, all the all the things, all the cartoons. Rose, you you've been an illustrator. A storyboard artist, and you're currently a director. And I was going to ask you, like, the broad question of, like, did you always know you wanted to go into art? Um, no, I didn't. Um, yes <laughs> and no, maybe. Um, so is uh, do you want my 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 yeah. life story? Yes, yeah, please. Let's, let's hear the let's life story. Let's get into it. Let's get into my life story. Um, so I, I guess though, when I was a kid, like I, I really loved drawing. Like I was drawing all the time. I was making my own little books, and um, my parents are both artists. Um, oh, okay. So they, uh, like my mom is a painter. My dad also paints. Um, so they were very encouraging for me to also be drawing and, and whatnot. And, um, of course, probably like a lot of people that you have on here, like I watched a ton of TV and cartoons and stuff. Mm Um, and, uh, so I was always drawing. Um, I think it started to, well, you know, as a kid, you you think of like a, a bunch of other things that you could do as a career, like veterinarian always comes up or like, mm-hmm. you know, yes. like, um, <laughs> uh, I think I wanted to be like a, I said rock star during like a, a childhood, like, um, assembly thing where they like ask you like, like, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I said rock star. Yeah, which nice. um, it's a good it's yeah. a good goal. <laughs> good goal. I'm, I'm working on it myself. Yeah, I mean, why not? Why not? If I can do it, it, anyone can do it. Honestly, <laughs> um, I think um, I started. So whenever I went into high school, I went to like this academically focused high school that was pretty much like there was one art class with like 15 kids in it and. Um, you know the school wasn't really focused on like the arts so much as like we we need you to like there were two like pathways you could take and it was either business or healthcare. so it's like oh yeah (laughs) there's no like room for like any like creative you know um kind of pathway there so i think because of that environment i was a little bit like well i guess you can't do anything with art so um (laughs) So uh, I guess I'll think of something else. So uh, going into college, I actually went in as a linguistics major because for whatever reason, I thought like, oh, you can't make money with art. So maybe you can make money 
with words a, with a linguistics degree which i also think is probably not true um i, I don't think there are very many jobs um, available unless you want to be a translator or yeah, i was gonna say what does that even like relate to maybe like i don't know maybe there's like in law maybe i don't know uh, maybe i think it's mostly like you can research be a professor you could do research um mm. And I did that for like a year. And then after writing like a 15 page paper on like Greek syntax or something like that, I was like, this is Ugh. actually awful. Yeah. <laughs> and I think it's one of those careers where it's like you kind of just write papers forever. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I was like, I, I can't do this. Um, yeah, that sounds awful. <laughs> it kind of it was a little bit awful. Um, and I but I did take like three uh semesters of mandarin so maybe that's maybe that's the the benefit i don't know <laughs> do you remember any of it <laughs> um i think i i will not speak any on the podcast for for yeah. fear of embarrassment but i can sure. probably say like where's the bathroom and i can say thank you okay and that's hello really need. and yeah you got it you can get around you yeah can you can get around with those three things maybe <laughs> that's all i knew how to say in, in japanese when i went to japan and look at me i'm still and alive. you're still here yeah, you're still, still here um so i think at that point i was like okay maybe i do want to do something with art um and i tried to change my major i couldn't get into the um the bfa program because i had too many credits and like it was just like a dumb thing where it was like if you have too many credits like you can't apply to that major so i had like a um i went in as art education um mm. which i didn't which i also didn't want to do i didn't really want to be a teacher but i was like this is the closest i'm gonna get um and like what's available to me mm -hmm. and then um i took a painting class and the painting professor was like oh you're really you're a really great painter i think like you should you should be in this major and she actually fought for me to um be a studio art major versus art education so oh that's uh, really sweet yeah, yeah it was she was a she was a um i forget her last name but her first name was siobhan siobhan Mm. uh cal state long beach and um and what was the um, you said the studio arts that's the what that was the name of the major yeah so it's like a broad art degree so it's like uh you have to do all of these other disciplines so i did like fiber arts class i did uh that's fun classes. what is that what is fiber arts <laughs> yeah uh it was like basket weaving and like oh. um collages and wow. uh yeah oh it's so like art made out of material that include yeah. fibers dyeing like indigo dyeing and like uh it was it was actually fun because i got to do like a lot of like hands-on yeah. kind of classes yeah that's interesting mm -hmm. um along with like uh i took a lot of painting classes um i took uh illustration classes um trying to think of what else i didn't really take any animation classes i took one character design class 
um but that's but that's kind of it so i just had mm. this like very broad like art education background um but at the same how- t- sorry go ahead oh no i was gonna say like how long was that uh how long was that major how long did you study that for i think in total i was in college for like five or six years because mm-hmm. i had switched my major so i had to start over oh i see i see mm-hmm um so but at the same time i was on uh on staff for the college's newspaper Mm -hmm. um but it was like it was like an alternative newspaper like you know like a like an oc weekly or like an la weekly so it wasn't really like a newspaper newspaper it was more like a like an alternative magazine Mm. kind of kind of paper it was like the cool kids paper kind of oh. <laughs> um, so like they did a, it was called the union weekly i don't think it it exists anymore but um is like we did features on like reviewing like gas station food there was like um we would do like drunk reviews for like you you watch a movie <laughs> sober and then write the review drunk it's like all this like crazy like college kid stuff you know <laughs> Nice. Um, but uh uh i don't know sorry i don't know if there's younger um nah, <laughs> it's, fine. Uh, it's okay it's okay um it's called co- college the adult stuff. world college stuff yeah. over yeah. the age of 21 responsible drinking you know um <laughs> <laughs> but um i would do illustrations for the paper mm-hmm. and they would assemble the paper every week so every saturday um you would have one day basically to assemble like a like an 11 page paper so that's like formatting all the mm. the text and like making sure like there's a cover and like all this kind of stuff and like i would basically like stay there every saturday and people would be like oh i need an illustration for this article mm. and then i would do like maybe like four or five illustrations in a night um wow just yeah that's like that's crazy that's like pretty much like like real world like yeah trading right like with the like quick turn around and like yeah so prompts at the last minute yeah yeah like uh i had to learn how to draw really fast um because mm. it's also like i don't want to stay there all night um yeah <laughs> <laughs> which we did a lot of the time a lot of the time it was like we would finish at like four or five in the morning wow oh um, man that college life i know like, <laughs> oh my god i can't do that anymore um, yeah <laughs> But uh, but yeah, I feel th- I feel like that like kind of um got all that like got that illustration itch out for me, I guess. Um, and also like I would write for the paper occasionally. Um, like there was like a satire part of the paper, and I was like this. I made a character that was like an old old lady that would answer your tech questions or like computer <laughs> questions. <laughs> And they would all be like these like nonsense answers um, that like an old lady would, you know, kind of write. So I feel like it was also like creative writing. I got to do some creative writing. Yeah, yeah that's great. Yeah. Um, feel... Sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say, I feel like that kind of like um, helped build the muscles a little bit for like boards later on, like the like that writing and fast, you know, drawing yeah. kind of like I think, experience. Yeah definitely like having to come up with ideas like very quickly um Mm. working very quickly i feel like that 
that super helped especially like consistently over like every single week you have to do this yeah 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 um, how long did you do it for same thing like i did it years. for um i want to say like probably like three or four years out of the time that i was there so I started as like a staff illustrator and then I was the comics editor and then I was the editor in chief of the paper. Mm. Um which was crazy cuz yeah it was like like uh writing uh like I would have to like copy edit people's writing and stuff like that. So it was like mm -hmm. a totally different skill. Um, it was kind of like supervision, right? Like did you, did you have to do like a little bit of management when you were doing that? Yeah. Yeah, it was a lot of management and, like, making sure, like, um, people were getting what they need for their articles and, like, uh, like pitching ideas for articles and, like, um, yeah. I think it was hard because it was, like, not paid. Like, no one was paid. So it was, like, also, like, <laughs> like kind of, like, encouraging people to want to do it unpaid or, like, mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah like keeping morale up i guess <laughs> do you feel like that helped you for like later as a director like that experience in the paper yeah i think i think definitely that that really helped me um i think just like working with people and like um collaborating mm -hmm. i feel like the collaboration aspect was was really good um just because like I don't always have the best ideas, but sometimes, you know, it's like sometimes yeah. it's better if you like are able to just like bounce off of yeah. another person. Um, Absolutely. And I'm trying to think like what else would be like a good skill that I would learn from that. I think just like the, the working fast was like the, the biggest thing. Mm. um and then outside of that i was also doing comic book conventions and anime conventions mm. um i was screen printing shirts and i would do uh illustrated prints that i would sell and then some comics um so i started doing comics that way too where mm. um you know i started doing like a lot of fan art um stuff and then eventually i was like okay maybe you know maybe i can start selling my own comics and mm -hmm. you know you sell a handful and then you're like wow i'm a i'm a huge success <laughs> you made it big kid i made it big um so through doing conventions i got lucky that um there was actually a, a recruiter from cartoon network that um happened to be at WonderCon whenever i was tabling and oh, cool. she was like oh um i had this this print um and you'll love this but it was a a print that i had done it was an adventure time piece of adventure time fan art and it said denture time <laughs> and <Okay>. it, <laughs> and it was finn and jake very old um you see that you see the 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 joke uh <laughs> Um, great pun great pun it. but the recruiter saw it and she was like oh she's like oh my gosh that's so funny um uh do you work in animation and i was like what because i didn't know i didn't i never even thought about that actually um like working in animation until like she had brought that up 
Oh, interesting. Um, and I was like, no. And she was like, would you be interested? And I was like, uh, sure, I guess. And so um, I took her card and um, I had a friend at the time who was like, um, or I still have this friend, um, my friend Maida. <laughs> uh, it was my friend Maida and she was like, uh, oh, you, you have to keep in contact with her. And I was like, but I don't want to bug her. And she was like, well, she's a recruiter. Like that's like her whole deal is like, she's trying to like keep track of, of new talent and stuff like that. And um, so I would, I would do basically like do comment comics just to send to her. Um, <laughs> Your one person audience. My one person audience. <laughs> um, and I would like keep in contact with her, like every like six months or so I would like reach out nice. to her and be like um hey here's some new stuff that I worked on like um this is kind of what I've been doing mm. like keeping in contact with her that that way like not like super like bugging her all the time but just like every once in a while being like after I had finished something I'd be like here's a, here's a new comic I did um so I I think that was really helpful for her to like remember who I was Mm -hmm. uh, and she wanted to get me for a Cartoon Network internship and I applied and I didn't get it um, mm. and then I I think like a year passed and she moved to Disney and uh, at that time she asked like do you want to do you want to apply for this Disney internship and I was like yeah and so I applied and I ended up getting that internship um so that that was really lucky that was definitely like a right place right time situation where it's like had i not tabled there or been there that day like her being in that particular spot like i probably wouldn't have i wouldn't be here probably it's just like one of those like you know yeah but also you like kind of nurture the relationship you know like i think uh it's all about like just you kept putting out work you know you kept just kind of like uh staying on people's radar you know like um if it wasn't you know it would have been another recruiter uh if it wasn't her you, you know what i'm saying i i know yeah. i know it's like <laughs> you know yeah 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 i mean yeah doing cons i feel is like a way of like putting yourself out there for sure yeah i think i think that's true of what you said where it's like sometimes like an opportunity will come up and it's kind of about how you take advantage of the opportunity yeah mm -hmm. um so I, I i think that that's that's right what you said um so i did i did this internship um it was through disney it was um i was put on a show called pickle and peanut mm -hmm. if you guys remember oh yeah yeah <laughs> um which was really fun like that crew was so fun they were all just bananas like having a good time so um that was a really fun show to be on but um I think I went into my inter internship thinking like um, this was like my only shot kind of and like I had to like do something otherwise like I'm never going to have another opportunity again kind of <laughs> like it felt like a, a very like do or die situation so I was like um, I asked if I could do um, a practice storyboard because I had been doing comics and so I figured like the thing that was closest to doing comics was doing boards 
Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So I asked to do like a, a practice storyboard. And at first they said no. Um, huh? <laughs> which I I think like none of the, in, none of the other intern, all of the other interns were like um, doing things to help out the production, which I think is what we were, we, what we were was production interns. But I figured mm. like I, you know, I would get more out of it if I was able to like do some boards and get some feedback on it. Mm-hmm. So I just asked since I, I kind of wasn't doing anything anyway. I was kind of like stapling papers and like, <laughs> you know, printing out stuff. Um, and so I figured like it would be a better use of time. And so eventually they, they were like, okay, yeah, I think uh, you can do a practice board. We're going to launch you at the same time as this other board artist. And then you're going to follow their schedule basically. Oh, um, wow. Yeah. Which I didn't pitch it. I didn't pitch the board until the end, but um, uh, but it did give me an idea of like exactly how fast you have to go yeah. to like do to to do a board. Um, and it was also a, a show that was like outline driven. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I had to like come up with the idea for, the, or I had to come up with like you know the episode. Um, but the other weird thing is that um, I couldn't. Um, I couldn't interact with the other board artists for legal reasons. Oh. Oh, it's because if you ended up like having a good idea and then like they were like, this is great. And they put in their boards, then it's kind of like, yeah. like that, like copyright. Yeah. Like I could, I could yeah. sue. <laughs> yeah. It's that thing where it's like, um, literally when on Twitter you see showrunners or people, um, or like writers that like tweet, please don't pitch me any of your ideas. Yeah. It's right. because of that. Yeah. So that would right. make sense. Especially because uh, Disney's so big. So right. they're like super, they're super, uh, worried about like anything legal. Yeah. That would make sense. Yeah. So, um, I, the board artist happened to be Victor Courtright, um, mm-hmm. who is the showrunner for Thundercats and, um, Aquaman, oh gosh, I forget the whole title. Aquaman, King, King of Atlantis. Of... King of Atlantis, yeah. Yes. King of Atlantis. Um, so I developed this relationship with Victor where like we couldn't talk about the episode, but we would like wink, wink, talk about the episode where we were like, <laughs> right. I wish we could talk about the episode. Um, but Wouldn't it, sort it be great of, like, if this happened? Yeah. But it was like this weird thing where we were like both in the trenches trying to figure out this thing where like, to be honest, it, it was like the outline wasn't figured out at all. So we were both like trying to figure out what to do with this episode, kind of um, yeah. being in the trenches at the same time, but n- never being able to talk about it. Um, so that was kind of a funny, funny thing. Um, and th- but then at the end, like uh, I forget how many weeks the board. I, it was probably like six weeks. Um, I pitched it to the whole crew, um, and they loved it. Um, even though it was like, it was like, I kind of didn't really know how to storyboard. Um, so it was like, there's like, looking back on it now, it's like, oh, there's like no backgrounds. There's like, Mm -hmm. um, there's all these weird shots, but I think it was like, they liked the ideas that I came up with, um, I feel like for board driven and you can talk about that more later too because you've been on another board driven show um 
the mighty ones but i feel like the ideas are kind of what people are looking at for the first pass more than technical yeah yeah um so i think that that was good that it, it had a good uh like i got really good uh response for it mm-hmm. um and the, it was like so nerve-wracking though because it was like i'd never done anything like that and then there sure. it was like like the intern's gonna pitch something um <laughs> so it's like of course in, invite like 40 people to come watch yeah oh god <laughs> And it was like executives were there, or they were oh, just like, no. really? yeah, they they had like development execs there, where they were just like, oh. what the fuck? Let's go, <laughs> let's go watch. Yeah, but um, did any of um, did the pitch like uh, spring any like new relationships with all like the the people that were there at the pitch? Um, it did. Uh, okay. I think I think later on there was there was one development exec that did reach out to me, and I did pitch something because she had seen the pitch so that was oh, that's good that was good mm-hmm. um but i think i came out of it um where i was like all right i did this pitch uh now i'm gonna get a job and it's gonna be really easy and like i got this thing in the bag right because okay. like i got mm-hmm. such a a big response um from the pitch and they were like oh yeah we we want to have you back like like all this stuff um, and then, uh, I applied for the job, like, um, I went back to school for like a semester and then once I was out of school, like I applied, uh, there was a position on that show that I applied for and I didn't get it. Mm-hmm. Um, which I understand cause it was like, I was really green, like, um, you know, uh, I think like not every show can like take on like a really green person and like have the time to like teach them and stuff so yeah that's one of those things you have to kind of like learn as you go like once you've been in it long enough you realize that all those rejections came for a good reason you know because it's like man right. i wouldn't have hired me yeah. <laughs> like you right. start to realize why you were turned down and it's like oh you have to go through it yeah it, yeah i mean it definitely was like a wake-up call of like like what do you mean like yeah. i don't know what i'm doing uh <laughs> And then you kind of learn later, like, oh yeah, there, there's a lot, a lot to learn. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't remember exactly how many shows I tested for after that. I, because I, I got like a after my internship, I got like a couple tests where it was like I was still in the system at Disney, so I, I was able to like test for a couple shows. Mm-hmm. Um, but I got rejected a lot um, over the course of like maybe two or three years, mm-hmm. um, and. It was sort of like, I mean, yeah, like it's, it's like super discouraging, especially like having, having like gotten the internship yeah, and not getting a job after that. I feel like I, it didn't have that perspective yet to see like why I wasn't getting the jobs. Um, Yeah, that's true because it's also like when you test for shows, like uh no one's gonna tell you what didn't work out and even if you send an email like oh thanks for replying i'd love to know if there's anything i can improve on the next thing they're not gonna like reply right yeah (laughs) i also think there's not always an answer to give like i feel like i mean it's hard to articulate something it's like you're not the right fit like 
like sometimes you're just not the right fit you know like it's yeah. nothing against somebody's work it's just like i don't think i think it's like yeah but you could like i don't know i feel like for me like because i've i've i always do this thing like when i'm on a show and i look at the little test folder and yeah. i look at all the tests <laughs> and you know you know the reason why like for example sometimes it's like they don't board the way that the show the in the way that the show is staged like for example right like for loud house everything is very flat so if you yeah board anything and like with depth then you're automatically just not you know yeah. you're gonna get it or like the humor like i don't know if it's a show that's like uh very like slow paced and sweet and you do like toilet humor then like yeah not you know well, yeah, yeah totally you know my, my point is that like that person would have it would be a, an uphill battle to have that to have to like train it's sort of what rose is saying it's like you're gonna have to train that person there's gonna be yeah. a lot of so it's like not good for anybody to hire somebody even if their test wasn't like even if you could give feedback the feedback would probably a lot of it, the time would just be like you did this wrong <laughs> you know and it's like that's not yeah productive. or just that's like really... you, you you just need more experience you're not yeah mm -hmm. to be able to jump into the show and keep up yeah um and and there's like a lot of people who test who have like really fantastic amazing tests and then they'll not get picked yeah for like yeah because that's the style because like usually that's gonna be like a style issue yeah but i feel like i don't know that's just like my my personal um like opinion is that i think it would be nice to just be like oh this is just like you know it's it doesn't exactly fit the style i of think the it show. would be nice you know? I think yeah. that yeah, I, but I it's a lot of work. So yeah, I I know why they don't do it because it's just too much work. Because yeah. you need an actual creative to take the time to like write it yep. down. Like right. production won't be able to to know exactly what the reason is. No, they don't know. And I think like I mean, being in it now too, like how quickly sometimes you have to be able to find someone. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> I definitely <laughs> see now. Um, yeah, because you're a director now, so you're kind of on the other side. Where you, if you have a say in who you can bring on on your team, like uh, you're, you're probably. I mean, I don't know. I'm, I've been a director as well, and it's like having one green artist, maybe it can deal. But then if you have like a all green artist, then mm -hmm. it's like oof, oof. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just like a lot of work. Uh, yeah, it definitely. It depends on the situation um, and like the kind of show, I think, like the kind of environment. Like I, I wouldn't want to bring on like a super green artist if the show was like already in shambles, you know? Oh, God, no. <laughs> yeah, because then it's like not, it's also like not a good experience. Like Right. Not, like you don't want yeah. someone to have like a horrible first experience. Um, yeah. But, um, but where was I? What were we talking about? Oh, we were talking about you, like, <laughs> taking a bunch of tests. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, yeah. So I had taken all these tests, uh, rejected again and again and again. Um, and I think finally, like, Victor reached out to me because he had gotten um, Thundercats were greenlit. And he asked me to take a test. And... Um, he picked me um, to come on the show, and um, which was awesome. Um, and I think, like, I was lucky that there were a lot of people on that show that were willing to teach me. 
mm-hmm. um, like V. Uh, ah! <laughs> who's that? Who's that? Um, <laughs> I just it was like a good group of of people where it was like everyone had a lot to teach and show and like there were like a lot of different varieties of boarding styles like there were people who could do like very actiony crazy boards like like uh jeremy polgar was on the show for a bit and he can do these you know you all know he can do these crazy action boards and like yeah um other people with like like super funny boards um so like uh i i think it was a really good well i wouldn't say like really good first experience it was a it was an experience where like i learned a lot about um i learned a lot very quickly i guess yeah i feel like the camaraderie on the show was just like really strong that was just really nice uh like like it was it was tough but it was also like we had fun <laughs> and people we were had like fun people were like we sweet, have fun here. you know people were sweet and people i was were like nice, yeah yeah i think that does a lot yeah yeah okay now let's talk some shit enough, okay. of, this, <laughs> enough of this night nice everyone great let's let's go what's the real story yeah no i'm just kidding well, <laughs> you know it was just like it was just like a show that was like it was definitely a lot because it was like very fast paced I mean, like, I, yeah, I, I mean, I can say, like, I was so burnt out by the end of that show because it was my first show ever mm. and everyone was kind of giving like 110%. Um, and the schedule was very condensed. Um, it was only like a four week schedule for Oof. an 11 minute board with, with board partners, but still, like, you know, no, that's tight. You would do a, a, like all these huge action scenes like there was an episode where like there was a big race with like vehicles and so you know that's like (laughs) that was a doozy um (laughs) so yeah it was it was it was a lot of work but um and um after after thundercats what did you jump on after thundercats i jumped on we lost our human Mm. which uh is this like interactive project from netflix uh from the creators of pinky malinky Mm. so uh chris and ricky and Mm -hmm. i don't think i can say too much about it i can say that it's interactive still not out (laughs) still not Mm -hmm. out Um, man so that's been in the works for a while huh because oh yeah 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 interesting okay yeah yeah um but at least three years ago right yeah three or four more than that isn't that crazy yeah, but it sounds like it's also just like a big one. It sounds like it's a big, big project. Super so. incredibly ambitious project. Um, I think it's going to pay off, but um, that was like a completely different um, environment workflow. workflow. Yeah. Um, mm. Just because of the, the the types of considerations that you have to take with your board with that sort of format. Um, not to say too much, but it's just like it was like learn like starting all over kind of um uh but yeah like and then after this one because this one you were like on uh for for a year ish i think it was it was about a year and then i um i jumped on to aquaman after that um Mm. which was victor's other project um and that was a feature or it was like three 40 44 minute episodes 
Um, so that was like a, a totally different experience um, where it was like, instead of taking like half of an episode, you were taking just like a little chunk at a time. So we would do like a, a week at a time uh, on these like little scenes, which I actually liked that. Um, kind of just like working on a little scene. Oh yeah, rather than the full episode. Yeah, yeah. Um, which was nice, and and I had already had this like working relationship with Victor, so I kind of knew like the kind of boards that he wanted. So that was that was good, and um, I got to do some more actiony stuff. Sometimes I I consider my my strengths to be like more like writing and comedy focused versus like like I had to do action boarding on Thundercats because it was like every episode had you know insane <laughs> scenes with like fights or like action or something stuff like that but um uh i feel like i finally got to do my like big action moment um at the end of uh in the third episode when uh scavenger and mara are like they have this big like underwater fight and there's like um i feel like i i did that pretty good so i was pr- i was yeah. proud of that i was like well i did my little my little action my little action scene um so i'm trying to think what what i did after that um mighty ones when did you when were you on the mighty ones i think oh yeah so i so after that i went on the mighty ones which was a board driven show and so you're doing you're working by yourself with a director who can give input um on an 11 minute episode and i had a little the only experience i had was like doing that board for pickle and peanut where it was like that was all because that was also board driven so it was like Mm -hmm. writing an episode from scratch and by this time i had taken like a writing class um which i was so glad that i had taken this writing class because you do have to like write an episode as a writer like from scratch like and that's how i would begin those episodes is i would write like a script and then start based off of that um oh wow uh, that's a lot that's a lot how did you like uh how did you uh do your schedule on that how did you kind of like uh plan that I think it would be like the first couple days I would write like a really rough script and then I would show my director and get their thoughts based on that. And then um, I think it was the same sort of thing where it was like you would do like a whole pass, like like one very bare bones, like blocked out, like just seeing the story pass. And then um, luckily on that show, we could we could be super rough and stuff, which mm-hmm. I loved because it's like... <laughs> um i it's like i have this illustration background but i feel like i hate cleaning up boards um i don't think anyone likes it i don't yeah i guess (laughs) yeah like we're all we're all coming clean here right like we all hate cleaning up boards i think for me okay i'm the only one that's gonna be Uh like uh uh uh-oh uh-oh i do like cleaning up boards because then i don't have to think and i can just and i can just (laughs) like listen to podcasts yeah i get that it's like busy work i get that it's just just busy work and then i'm but it's like just relax if you just didn't have to do it you know like if 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 you had the same amount of time but you could just do rough boards and then move on and not worry about cleaning up like 
I feel like that is ideal because then you don't have to redraw everything. Does that make sense? I, exactly. I agree, but also I don't like having to come up with ideals all the time. I like doing like I a see. big brainstorm moment and then I need the time to- Helps you cool down. To, to cool down, yeah. Because if I have to always come up with ideas and then draw on them, for me, I don't know. I have this, this is uh, the V minute. Um, <laughs> but I don't know. I feel like I, when I like brainstorm and come up with ideas, I actually really hate drawing them right away. I don't mm. like doing that's the, for me, that's the hardest part. But then if I rough out everything and then I have to clean it up, then I'm like, nice. I only have, <laughs> I can only look at the lines. Nice. I don't have to think too hard. I can just like, I, cause it's that thing where it's like, Oh, that. it's like doing chores, you know, it's like, Oh, I know by when the chore is done, it's done. I don't have to think about it. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's all. That's my, that was my <laughs> little spiel. <laughs> That's my hot take. All right. But if the schedule permits though, right? Right. Yeah. 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 If you only have like two weeks to do a fucking full clean ass board, then no, I don't want to clean it up. <laughs> right. Yeah. Definitely. From start to finish, oh you know? Gosh, no. Yeah. <laughs> Um, that's cool though. Like, so you were writing and then your director would give you notes on it and then yeah, on the, on the script and then you, and then you could just like, kind of like turn in the, like the rough parts. Yeah. Um, but it, but it would be like, I think because of like the boards don't have to be as like clean, like a lot of the notes were like, um, like writing based, like, um, which um, oh my gosh, my phone's ringing. Sorry. Okay, we'll cut it out. Actually, after the call, let's hear it. <laughs> it's, my, it's my mom. <laughs> let's talk to mom on the show. Mom, answer this question. Um. Oh gosh, what was it? What, what did you ask me? I was just kind of wondering about like kind of like the process was like, but then yeah, you were turning in the rough boards and um, and that. But like that's kind of the show that you're working on right now. Is it script? Can you say if it's script driven or board driven? It is script, um, which I think I prefer script. I think I like writing, mm. but I think it's just like the added, but I think like on a board driven show, it's like, I think the Mighty Ones happened to be like, there was enough time in the schedule where it was like, it was okay for it to be board driven. But I think mm. a lot of the time on board driven shows, it's like, there's actually not a lot of time to like really you know it's like you have two jobs in one where it's like you have yeah. to be the writer and then you also have to be the board artist right and i feel like i don't want to be in that kind of situation yes um yeah. especially because it's like you're doing the same you're doing the this additional job and you're not getting paid for this additional job it's usually like you're offered like a similar rate sometimes a little bit more but like you know yeah you know how I it agree. is <laughs> i agree i know we yeah 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 it's just a lot it's just <sighs> i agree board driven is like it sounds nice but it's only nice if you have the time for it which um a lot of shows don't yeah. actually on thundercats that was a thing where like um they wanted it i think victor wanted it to be board driven but then it's like because the schedule was just so tight it was like eh. they, yeah I yeah. think it's good to have a script, at least to like have a starting point. Um, yes. Yeah. Where... Well, it's. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I was just gonna say, like, it. You know, when you think of it as a pipeline, and it is, um, 
you're you're just making there you're creating less opportunity for error right like it's um if somebody else's job is to think about making the story work then the artist can focus on making the drawings work they can you know on on every other aspect basically of of figuring out right. the episode but if you're asking one or even two people to figure out everything that creates holes and that creates like pressure and stress which ultimately makes everything kind of crumble and so like it is sometimes more fun and more fulfilling to do board driven but if you're trying to create a production where things aren't a pressure cooker it, right you're, you're just taking some pressure off of people which is never a bad thing yeah exactly um but I mean, I, I did have a good experience on the Mighty Ones um, just because the schedule was, you know, there was enough time in the schedule to like, to like actually like, uh, if there was a major problem in, in this, this, the script or the story, it's like there's actually enough time to like fix it. Mm -hmm. um, but, um, but yeah, that was that was a really good experience because of I I feel like having the writing skill was is really important for directing. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. just being Definitely. able to like track things in the story, like character arcs, like what should mm -hmm. be happening by like Act One, Act Two, Act Three, like. Mm -hmm. Um. I feel like that's sort of the most important thing. Maybe maybe not the most important thing, but I feel like that's like a crucial skill for directing sure. is just being able to, to to pick on like up on like what the big moments are and like um, just just like making sure the story makes sense. Yeah. 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 Do you feel like um, if it's okay for you to talk about directing on 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 Tiny Tunes? Because uh, I I directed on two shows one was adult and one was a, a blender show and i was wondering kind of like how directing on your show is like uh if you can talk about this a little bit yeah i th i think i can um it's uh like kind of like what kind of meetings kind of like what are the different steps kind of like what are the expectations on like each different step of the pipeline that kind of stuff like the technical aspect i guess like what my job entails yeah um yeah so i think it's it's um uh, i have a team of two board artists and uh at the beginning of the episode um we uh i'll get the script and then um kind of break up the script um into sometimes it'll be like five different sections or six different sections sometimes it'll be like split just clean three ways but it's like splitting it between the two board artists and then myself i'll take a small section mm -hmm. um just based on like what i think is going to be like basically like a, a pain in the butt for <laughs> Yeah. for anyone else to do or like things where it's like it, it requires like more bandwidth than other sections yeah. mm -hmm. um or if it's like like just like a crucial spot in the episode where i'm i'm worried like it's going to be like a difficult sell or or something like that um mm -hmm. 
not that like my board artist wouldn't be able to do it, but I think it's just like if if no, it's well, something where it's like yeah. I feel like it might get reworked a couple times, like I might Yeah, yeah, totally. Save, yeah, I think save that them the hassle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Consider it. Then we'll we'll have like a a thumbs pitch after um two weeks and in between that time I would say to to launch the episode we kind of like talk about like where if there are any questions like if there's any spots where we feel like um it's sort of unclear or it could be more clear and then like I'll, I'll present some like designs that uh I've kind of come up with if there's like a specific location or like a, a prop that's reused a, a bunch of times. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll do some sketches like that where it's like, if we have to use it across the board, then yeah, just to make sure like everything's like unified. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then I'll, I'll check in usually like once a week to, to see how everyone's doing, how their progress is and i'll give notes i'll have them like soft pitch what they have to me and then i'll i'll give notes mm-hmm. based on that um and i'm usually looking for like just clarity for the thumbs pitch it's just like making sure like um everything's clear um, yeah usually not looking for like jokes or like punch up or anything just like pure story stuff mm-hmm. um and this is also my first directing job so <laughs> I feel like I'm kind of like just like like uh there's a lot of things that I've learned just from like talking to other people who are also directors so um oh, but that's good though cuz I feel like we don't really often talk about directing like um I don't know cuz directing is like this kind of job that it's is just like what's the word like you're a uh, support role and you're just making sure that everything's like going smooth and so you're not really in the spotlight uh like the other roles could be yeah so people don't really like talk that much about it because like on twitter you can't really just like be like i directed this because then it's like you know the the board artist did all the work right (laughs) yeah i feel like oh sorry go ahead no i was gonna say but there's like a lot of work that goes unseen like kind of like you know yeah prep yeah, a lot of prep. Um, I think my main job is to sort of um, make the board artists look the best that they can and mm-hmm, make their work mm-hmm. look the best best that it can. Yeah. Um, in addition to, like, the main overarching goals of, like, is it clear and is it entertaining? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, not to say that it's, like, thankless, but I, I do think that because you get paid, but I do think that uh, directing for TV animation sometimes does fall by the wayside because um, for, for one reason or another, people look at storyboard artists like the stars and um, but even director, the, like, yeah, but even the board artists sometimes are like, I don't know, I feel like, like maybe if you did some cool boards like on the turtles then you get a little bit of spotlight but yeah. most of the board artists you don't really get like nobody knows the names of the board artists who worked on like rick and morty so you know That's <laughs> nobody true. knows the names of the <laughs> nobody <board> knows <laughs> but it, it's like certain shows right like it's there's certain shows where all of us it's like everyone knows who it is but it's usually like the adventure times and you know yeah it's like right. the hits and it's because also they're like board driven 
So they're right. like basically yeah. the writers. Um, but, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. I do like, though, that it is a lot of like collaborating. Because um, it's like, I'll try and like um, with my board artists, like, just just like thinking of like funnier jokes or like just being like wouldn't it be funny if like uh he had a like big hat or something like that and then we'll like that try would and be come funny. up with like yeah and then we'll like try and come up with the hat um design or like this is an example just because i can't say like the real stuff that you know yeah of course like this, yeah I'm yeah, yeah. This big hat there. this is good yeah there's a big there's a tiny tunes episode with a really big hat um, <laughs> you heard it here for hers this is a creative block exclusive yeah um so like i really like that um part of just being an animation in general is just joking around with people um sure. which yeah is like one of the best which is the best part of the job i think is just like making a, making each other laugh and like i feel like that's like the the biggest like fulfillment is kind of just like if we can make a funny thing together <laughs> i don't yeah. know I, I agree i yeah. feel like it's like it's the best i don't know i i agree i feel like when i can pitch a thing or like you know help someone with a sequence and they pitch it and it goes really well it's like yes yeah it feels very rewarding because it's like um well if if you're lucky to have like eps that are appreciative because you know depending on the show but if an ep is like ha ha this was great (laughs) like my job here my job here is done and then yeah right off put on sunglasses yeah yes (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah i don't know what a crazy job what a crazy job. What a crazy uh, job. Yeah. Oh, go ahead, Rose, Jean. I was going to ask, uh, how do you deal with creative block when it happens to you? And what does it feel like for you? Ooh, what, is it, what does it feel like? Um, I think that... Um, I think the two ways that I've figured out how to deal with it are... First thing is like taking care of myself. Um, yeah. So it's like if I'm like, oh, I'm really burnt out, or I'm really stuck, or I am not like I I really want to draw something and I and I can't think of anything, or like whenever I'm in that spot, um, kind of just recognizing with myself first, like, okay, well. Have you eaten anything? Have you like gone outside <laughs> yeah. in a while? Um, yeah. Have you like been sleeping okay? Or like, um, kind of like trying to just get out of my own head a little bit and just, you know, that whole like touch grass um, yeah. <laughs> kind of mentality, um, which I'm not always the best at because I feel like just in general as a person, I feel like I get stuck in my own head a lot. Um, just as like a person with anxiety in general, you know, sure. <laughs> same hat, uh, same hat, um, mm-hmm. bi- big hat again, callback, big hat, funny <laughs> big, hat, big anxiety hat, big anxiety. <laughs> yeah, it's just yeah. a big cowboy hat with anxiety written on the top. Um, V, if you can draw a big hat, um, v, I will. <laughs> new, page, new page, new page. Also, we share the hat when we yeah. and you share the hat. You two do wow um so yeah so i think like 
like making sure like my needs are are taken care of um and like if i haven't you know like if i haven't taken care of myself first then it's like you're not gonna do you're not gonna be able to like get very much done anyway Mm -hmm. um which which i i feel like i've become better at like recognizing those signs of like i need to take a break i need to take a break um just over over time i've just been able to recognize it um i think the other thing to do whenever creative block hits um is is i've learned to ask other people for help Hmm. um so i think like if i'm stuck on an idea i will i have a lot of super talented other board artists and director friends and i'll just be like hey is this making any sense to you um uh can i like run this joke by you and is it making any sense and then like getting their feedback on it i feel like helps a lot and i feel like sometimes people feel like i can't ask anyone for help on this idea because like then it's not my idea or like yeah yeah um and i feel like it doesn't it doesn't matter i don't know no it doesn't (laughs) I, I feel like it's much better to just because like everything's collaborative. Everything is not like one person, one one genius. Yeah, you know, coming up rarely, with very rarely, if very it is. very yeah. rarely. Um, you know, like that's that's the whole thing with like you know every. I mean, like everyone you can think of, like it's like people are like, oh, like not to talk about Lord of the Rings because I have a lot to say about Lord of the Rings, but it's like people will be like, (laughs) we're about to, um, you know, they're like, oh, Peter Jackson, what a genius. He made like the trilogy um, of Lord of the Rings and it's it's so great and a masterpiece. And then it's like, he had like a team of like thousands and thousands of people where it's like- Also the books are like really old. The books, (laughs) the books, right? Um, It's a pretty good template to go, it's a a good uh, guide. Yeah, but um, I mean, cause I've I've watched like all of the extended, mm-hmm. uh, like like DVD like behind the scenes stuff, and it's like he's constantly like asking people like their input, yeah. um, and stuff like that. So it's like it's not just him; it's like you know, him. Yeah, yeah. Talk, I think talk. it's so. Oh yeah, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> I was just gonna say it's 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 him like re- like recognizing like whenever he's stuck or like whenever he's not the expert on something like you can ask other people and get their input and then you know you make a great thing that way. Yeah, most people yeah. want to help. Like I I've had to realize that like when you have a project and you are feel like you want to like do it yourself and you want to impress and show how much of a genius you are, but it's like, then you end up just boxing yourself into this really high, like you've created a bar for yourself that you can't even hit because nobody's a genius. Yeah. And so it's like, but friends are always like, yeah, dude, let me help. And I will also like always help. Like somebody comes to me and I'm like, dude, I'll just, I don't care. I don't need credit. <laughs> like I don't, yeah. I just want to help. Yeah, and I mean, like, I I try and be like that with my friends, where it's like, I I just want to, I'm your friend, and I just want to help you do, like, the best version of of 
like in the end you're going to do this project right like, yeah exactly. you're going to have mm-hmm. to execute this project yeah the, the burden's on you buddy like you're the one who has to make this thing now yeah, like I'm so. I'm not responsible for this whole project that you're doing just because I said it would be funny if the guy had a big hat, you know? God, I love this hat, though. <laughs> I love this hat. Um, good hat. But, yeah. Check I, out this hat. Follow us on YouTube. <laughs> you, yeah, you got to sell this anxiety hat um, as much as do now. It would, it would probably, probably do really well. Yeah. Okay, Mal- Malik, write this down. We got to. <laughs> Let's make it a baseball hat. It'll, it'll sell easier. I think this we just came up with our first creative block official product. Wow. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I am not we're we're going to look into this. We have to do a meeting, a creative block meeting at some point and we're going to talk about this hat. <laughs> Anxiety hat. Nice. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean I agree with everything you guys were saying. I feel like I feel like there is a little bit in the media, a little bit too much that's put on the like the single person. I don't know why, for some reason, people in the media just want to be like, it's this person did everything by themselves. What a genius. And it's like most of the time it's not true. Like Yeah. um, Or like most at least in entertainment. Um yeah. Or it's just like all those like like painters or writers of eons ago where it was like you find out that like their wife was like also yeah yeah <laughs> yeah yeah 100 percent. or right. is that like the the big guys uh, whole thing where the wife was actually the one doing all of the art yeah oh, yeah but yeah. i mean yeah like i i asked my my partner is a really good writer and i asked them all mm-hmm. the time for like writing help and uh, you know yeah. why why not help each other why not yeah i i ask justin all the time for for help with writing he's yeah. great he's awesome <laughs> shout out shout, shout out, out. <laughs> do we want to do some um twitter questions okay from at orc socks hi rose longtime fan of your work what little freak from lord of the rings is your favorite to draw <laughs> i just love this <laughs> I love this question. Um, that is my partner. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> um, hmm. um, you have an answer. Yeah, I know you have an answer. I have an answer. Um, I think Gimli. Maybe, yeah, maybe we'll say Gimli. Um, he's... Such a good little freak. Uh, yeah, he's the king. Um, he's just a squat little dwarf guy, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, he's got the big beard. I feel like the dwarves are fun to draw because they have big beards. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if that's... Yeah. Good shapes. Good good shapes. Good shapes. <laughs> uh, that's, a good, that's a good answer. Uh, from at Dimps Doodles. Uh, I've always admired your color choices in your personal pieces. Any tips on mastering color theory and finding a general palette that works for you? Okay. Color... Color theory... Um, I think actually, if you look at a lot of my, my, uh, illustrations, uh, they are mostly like primary colors or the, you know, orange, purple, green trifecta. Those are called complementary colors. I forget. Yeah. Yes. Um, but usually with like a palette, I'll start with like two main colors and then kind of like from there kind of branch off and pick like complementary colors i think like taking all those painting classes and in college 
did really help because whenever you're painting it's like you're relying on only color um like if you're doing like an oil oil painting it's like um you know you just like the way that you're you're making the shapes is like how the colors like play off of each other if you have like a like a, a desaturated color next to like a really saturated color like that's making like a a form um so does that answer your question sure yeah i think that makes a lot of sense i feel like yeah you talking about starting with just two colors it was it's like i think that is something that's really important in coloring because yeah, yeah i think i think i i start very simple first or like i'll start with like one color that i want to be the primary color and then um and then just go from there because i i also don't like super the, the way that i like to work i don't like to to actually i actually don't like to think about the color too much i think i just want to keep it simple and and uh so i'll kind of like just stick to like a basic palette and then do some some polishing here and there and i i do use a lot of photoshop overlays just putting it out there that's <laughs> the truth <laughs> comes out it's, it's it's a tool yeah it's a tool it's covering up a lot of the um the like places where like the colors aren't you know like i'm not coming out the gate like straight out of my brain with with perfect colors it's like i am you know i'm using a little bit of help but that's okay yeah oh yeah 100%. everyone does it everyone yeah. does it mm -hmm. uh from at m fisher draws megan fisher friend of the show friend of the show hi yeah hi rose do you think your background in illustration and comics helped you get to where you are today Mm, yes i think from the perspective of um composition um because whenever you're figuring out like a, a layout for a board um it's kind of uh you have to use those like principles of of like image composition where it's like where do you want the eye to to focus Look at this. What is this Coca Cola on a stool drawing that's happening in the in the Jamboard airplane? I'm just letting V do this thing. I this is, this is a whole other story that I don't know if, if I have time to explain what what this is from. Um, but, but to answer the question, just, like <laughs> just letting Stop. V go off. Sorry, now you. Um, I'll tell this story after um, <laughs> but yeah I think I, I took like a like a 2D design class in college that was super helpful because it was like a lot of what we did was like tracing uh, illustrations and like figuring out like where does the eye lead and like um, what's like the most important thing in the, the image and so like whenever you're boarding it's kind of like um you know thinking about that for like layouts like what like the the golden ratio and like uh right. that sort of thing um like where where do the element where should the elements be within like those four lines of the border of the drawing um 
and yeah i think also just like that experience that i had in college where i had to like do a million illustrations in one night was <laughs> probably the biggest thing <laughs> that'll do it yeah <laughs> um, uh, okay i'm gonna explain really quick this, yeah um <laughs> this coke and airplane thing so there was a thundercats roar episode where it was like um Prince Starling is this, he's like this prince who is uh, very small and then he ends up growing very large. And so, like, other board artists, Katie Graziano and Megan Fisher, who are board partners, um, they had to do like all these shots where there, there was like a lot of like scale difference, um, where you like have to show that he's like very big and stuff like that. And we were talking about it, and then I said, like, oh, in my, um, in this, this water class, or this watercolor class that I took, um, my professor told me, like, if you want to show something is very big or very small, like, how to show scale, like, you put something that everyone knows the scale of in front of it or behind it, so that you can see the scale overlapping and know, like, exactly how big those things are. So I was like, if you put, like, for example, like, if you have, like, a really big giant and you put, like, an airplane in front of him, it's like, oh, my God, he's so big. Or if you have, like, a Coke can next to, like, a tiny little person or, like, in front of a tiny little person, then it's like, you know, how um, how small they are. And I said this to them, and then they were like, okay, so you want us to draw a Coke can? And then they just started drawing these all these coke cans into the board and they're like like this like this and then like they're like and i was like no no don't do that and then they were like okay but you want us to draw an airplane and then they started drawing all these airplanes into the board it's very clear direction <laughs> and yeah and so like they were just messing with me that way and like every time they they bring this up so often where it's just like there will be something like really big and I don't know there will always be like a context for this where they'll just be like oh just draw an airplane in front of it and then I'll fix it and <laughs> fixed fixed um, anyway so that's the explanation you don't that's have to it. put that in the podcast but that's just for no, everyone to know <laughs> <laughs> that's how you do it do the coke uh, and the airplane. I didn't even coke. remember that it was just to show scale. I was just, I thought it was like a perspective lesson. <laughs> coke and airplane. Coke and airplane. Um, coke and airplane. From a uh, question from at Malkman is here. If you could make an animated film or TV series set in any country, where would it be? Oh, set in any country. That's interesting. Wow, so specific. What's like a country that has good vibes, you know? Somewhere you would want to. <laughs> Now I'm, yeah, now I'm determined to come up with an answer. <laughs> I don't know. I I mean, it's interesting because I, I think that I, I prefer to, like, make up uh, places. Um, That's what I was going to say. Maybe the country is Middle Earth. Yeah, maybe the country oh. is Middle Earth. Um, I, yeah, maybe a country I can make up... Uh, We'll call it um, Hatland. <laughs> um, everyone wears a hat. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I, I like it already. Uh, yeah, I like it already. Um, I don't know. I think I that's something like I would like to explore in the future is doing stuff that's more like grounded um, 
in like real life versus like I, I think in my personal work I do like a lot of fantasy or like um, just like a really like stylized version of the world we live in versus like uh, these six kids going to high school in Southern California. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I will say Iceland. Oh, yeah. Huh? Yeah. That's a good answer. Mm-hmm. It's very pretty. I want to go. I've never been. That's my uh, answer. That's a good answer. Yeah. Uh, last but not least, from Adam Bills. What do you think you'd be doing if you were not in the animation world? Also, do you have a favorite snack slash physical activity to help pump you up? Ooh, pump me up. Um, full disclosure, I don't do that much physical activity, so that might be. <laughs> okay. Uh, I love the favorite snack question. That's a good question. Um, to answer the favorite snack, I definitely am a big chips and salsa kind of person. Okay. Um, I feel like that's festive, too. So if you want to get pumped up, you're like, ooh taking a little taking a little snack <laughs> break <festive>. yeah <laughs> you have your siesta yeah you have your chips you have your salsa you know it's a little spicy you get your nose running get the um i feel You're like getting a picture yeah i'm completely <laughs> making this up but it's like you know you, you have the spicy if, i feel like spicy food like gets your blood pumping you know you, <laughs> yeah it sure does <laughs> get you get you ready to get in the zone um I do have a, if I'm uh, really in a bind to get started working or like I have a deadline and I'm like up against the wire, this is going to be the most insane sounding thing. But I have this playlist that's like the the like red alert playlist where it's like, Mm -hmm. it's only Elton John songs. Okay. (laughs) okay that's so great it's a clean like 30 minutes of elton john songs but it's like his all his his bangers like all the best ones and (laughs) i listen to it over and over um until the deadline is done basically um and i i mean like i can't listen to these songs anymore outside of this 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 method but i feel like it's they're songs that are so familiar that it's like you're not going to get distracted by the content of the song it's like you know like you've heard Mm -hmm. these songs so many times before and then they're all like upbeat you know so it's like this is like it's just something that like tricks my brain into being like okay focus mode now um I wonder how many people have a playlist like this because I also have one, but it's uh, all EDM yeah. where it's just like, <laughs> yeah, let's like you know yeah. to get you pumped. Like it's just <laughs> noise at that yeah, point. Yeah. It's like noise with like higher beats per minute, where it's just like yeah. you know F- familiar noise. Your like animal brain is like, oh, we gotta we gotta wake up. Um, yeah, if I need to uh, get something done and I need to do it fast i'll put on the slipknot live album <laughs> <laughs> i think yeah everyone has something like that oh man and it i fucking i just fucking go man yeah and then i get shit you can done. do anything i could yeah anything yeah. climb climb a anything. mountain <laughs> i could kill a man uh wow well, that FBI. was all the questions we got yeah no don't 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 look for me or maybe <laughs> do um maybe i've done something terrible oh no Oopsie. Uh, 
what are your goals for the future rose my goals for the future um you mean like um career wise whatever you want any goals (laughs) any goals that you want it could be i don't know could be home living related could be home living related okay pets what's gonna what's gonna make you happier Ooh, that's a, a bigger question. That's a loaded question. <laughs> um, I think um, career-wise, I feel pretty good where I'm at right now, which I don't know is like the the no-no thing you should ever say. No, why? Fuck it's always, it. If you're I happy, know. it's good. I don't know. I feel like sometimes people are like, if you're not like hungry for the next thing, like, oh, are you on. even alive? That's, um, that, that's exhausting. <laughs> um, I feel pretty happy where i'm at right now i think if anything i would want to maybe look into like publishing like um Mm -hmm. like uh illustrated children's book or graphic novel um yeah i think that i would like that yeah your art's a really good fit for it i could definitely see that thank you gene you're welcome um and maybe maybe a short Maybe an animated short. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. These are lofty goals. <laughs> I think you I can think do so. it. I, I think so. you got it. I think you can totally do it. If I thank, can get a short, anyone you. can get a short. <laughs> oh, Gene. You just have to convince uh, people that you know what you're doing. Uh, yeah, which hopefully um, with a crisp $20 bill. Yeah, you just slide a $100. <laughs> you're not going to get it with 20 Uh $100 bill, you just slide it across the pitch the, uh, table or like Venmo. If you if it's sorry, we're in a time of Zoom. If you Venmo somebody 100 bucks, then they'll give you the short. Exactly. Ah! Just like yeah. Operation Varsity Blues. This is how you get anything you want. Yeah, b- bribe <laughs> your executives. That's the only way things get done. And I've lost millions this way. Uh, yes. No, it's terrible idea. Uh, it's, someday it's going to work, and then you'll all see. Then, I will, then I'll be right. Um, I'm very broke. Um, but I think that's good. I don't think there's any, any uh, shame, I guess. Yeah. Being, being happy where you are. That's good. Yeah. I think, like, life-wise, I've kind of come to a point where it's, like, I feel like I've spent a lot of time the past couple of years just working. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I'd like to um, see other people more. Um, <laughs> yeah, just you know, like I feel like we've all kind of like, kind of realized this with like the pandemic and stuff. But just like you know, that's that's the spice of life is like, <laughs> you know, like hanging out with other people, like reconnecting with people that you've lost contact yes. with. Like I feel like that's yeah. my next, that's my next big thing. I think it's good. That's a great goal. Yeah, I love that. Uh, well, that's the end of this creative block. Rose, thanks for being our guest and sharing your story. Thank you so much for having me. And thanks pleasure. to our listeners. Follow us on Twitter. It's at Creative Block, Creative Without the Vowels, where we ask for drunk prompts and questions to ask our guests. Huge thanks to our editor, Clements, for editing the podcast and Malik for helping us produce the show. And if you love our show, then support us on Patreon. Becoming a patron gets you early access to interviews as well as bonus episodes. Click the link in the description of this episode. I've been your host, Gene. And I was V. Keep being creative, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.